Hi, this is David Stearman, and you're listening to my Up Podcast. Today, I want to talk about how you are blessed. You know, years ago, I was a Methodist, a member of First Methodist in Tulsa, Oklahoma, in fact. Yes, I'd been filled with the Holy Spirit, so I was a charismatic Methodist. But this was before the Word of Faith movement became a big thing, and I knew little of the richness of God's promises and generosity toward us. Nevertheless, one week in a regular Sunday school class I attended, a guest speaker named Virginia Elmore stood, opened her Bible, and began reading from Genesis 12, where it says, The Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you, and I will make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you, and in you all families of the earth shall be blessed. Now, I was a systematic theology major at the time, so I knew what she was reading was what was referred to as the blessing of Abraham. But I figured, as almost all Christians did in those days, that the blessing of Abraham was for the Jewish people and had nothing to do with us. I mean, oh, sure, you could see the evidence of it working in the lives of Jewish people as a whole, in that many of them were leaders in business, finance, and the arts, etc. But that all simply served to prove that God's word was true. But that was for the literal children of Abraham, right? So what was that to me? Anyway, Ms. Elmore went on to show how Isaac, Jacob, and all the other offspring of Abraham down the line walked in great wealth and blessing and experienced success in everything they did, even quoting the details of this blessing as they were unpacked, described, and reiterated in Deuteronomy and other Old Testament books where they'd been incorporated into Moses' law. For instance, there's Deuteronomy 7, 12-15, where it says, Then it shall come to pass, because you listen to these judgments and keep and do them, that the Lord your God will keep with you the covenant and mercy which he swore to your fathers. He's talking about Abraham there and Isaac and Jacob. And he will love you and bless you and multiply you. He will also bless the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your land, your grain, your new wine and your oil, the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flock in the land which he swore to your fathers to give you. So, okay, now, for some of you, Cattle and sheep and so forth increasing might seem totally irrelevant. But what he's talking about here is prosperity, great prosperity. And that is very relevant to all of us. Listen, he says, You shall be blessed above all peoples. There shall not even be a male or female barren among you or your livestock. And the Lord will take away from you all sickness and will afflict you with none of the terrible diseases of Egypt, which you've known, but will lay them on those who hate you. Okay, I mean, wow, that is potent stuff. And he goes on in Deuteronomy 8, starting in verse 7, and says this, For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs that flow out of valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity and in which you will lack nothing. Now I can definitely relate to that, lacking nothing. A land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can dig copper. 
Now that's talking about opportunity. And when you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. Now, of course, you know, this is the blessing as specifically applied to those who were going into Israel for the first time. But the promise is just part of the exposition of the general blessing of Abraham, which means that just everything you put your hand to will prosper. And he goes on to say in Deuteronomy 28, and this is the big one, really lays it out there. Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. That's pretty much everywhere. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, the offspring of your flocks. Again, he's just talking about your income here. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. That's all the time. The Lord God will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command a blessing on you in your storehouses. You know, like your checking and savings accounts and in everything to which you set your hand. And he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God's giving you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself, just as he sworn to you. And then in verse 10, he goes on to say, Then all the peoples of the earth shall see that you're called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you, and the Lord will grant you plenty of goods in the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, produce of your ground, in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. And then I especially love this part. The Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand. Boy, we can use that sometimes, can't we? Bless all the work of your hand. And you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. And you shall be above only and not be beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you this day, and are careful to observe them. Now, those are some big ifs there, because as this description of a blessing is being exposed, it's as it's been assimilated into Moses' law. And it being in the law meant that you had to keep all the rules to get it in every detail, which was deeply regrettable, at least to me, until Miss Elmore began to read from Romans 4 which was written for non-Jewish Christians in the New Testament, where it says this, Now, if, in fact, Abraham was justified by his works, he would have something to boast about, but not before God. Because what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. So you see, Abraham didn't have to keep a bunch of rules to get this blessing. Because, as the scripture says, he believed God. Therefore, it continues, the promise comes by faith so that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed to all of Abraham's offspring. Not only those who keep the law, but also to those who have the faith of Abraham. He is the father of us all. So wait a minute. So Paul is saying, even if you're not 
by flesh the child of Abraham. And even though you haven't kept the law of Moses, you still get the blessing if you believe the way Abraham did. Yep, that's what he's saying. It's a New Testament thing, because it's a new day. You get it all free by grace, because Jesus paid for it all. Then she went on to read in Galatians 3, ending in verse 9, which says, So then, all those who have faith are blessed along with believing Abraham. So wait, what? That meant that all those promises, all those big blessings, weren't just for the ancient Israelis. They were also for me? Holy cannoli. I glanced around. Where's a phone? This was before cell phones, by the way. Yes, I am that old. But you never know it looking at me, right? Say right. Thank you. (laughs) Anyway, there was a landline hanging on the wall. So after class, I called Diane, who'd had to stay home that morning with our infant baby, and told her everything about it. Later that day, I told it to my BFFs, Stephanie and Wayne Busada, who told me that a pastor named Billy Joe Doherty, oh, I remembered him. I remembered him from ORU, that he was currently teaching a seminar on that very same thing at Sheridan Assembly across town. So we went to Sheridan next week, which later became, by the way, Victory Christian Center, the one that meets on the ORU campus. Anyway, we started going to Sheridan and we jumped in headfirst. And we've been experiencing the benefits of it ever since. The testimonies I could tell, there are just too many. But thank God this blessing is ours through the blood of Jesus. But here's the bottom line. That all this I've been telling you, it's God's word. So it's for real. But I'm sharing it this week to remind you that you are blessed. You are blessed. Coming in, going out, in everything you put your hand to do. Put your faith in it. Activate it in your life and you'll see it come to pass. Because physical, material, and social blessing are God's will for you today as much as they ever were for Father Abraham in his day. You are blessed. Never forget that. Walk like it. Talk like it. Own it. David Stearman Ministries is a missionary ministry. We work to take the good news of Jesus wherever we can, from the jungles of South America to Mexico to the Philippines, over the European continent and places beyond. And we'd love it if you'd partner with us in this task. Offerings can be made online at davidstearmanministries.org. Thanks so much. I hope you have the best day ever and up day all the way.